Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's a great football team with a lot of moral fiber and a lot of character, and they showed it. Shout, a Buffalo football podcast hosted. By Matt Perino and Ryan Talbot. No place else you'd rather be than right here, right now. When it's too tough for them, it's just right. Presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. The Bills make me wanna. It is a Friday emergency pod. Ryan Talbot, I'm Matt Perino. This is Shout a Buffalo Bills football podcast. And the news broke uh, a little over an hour ago that the uh, Arizona Cardinals have released DeAndre Hopkins wide receiver, uh, which is going to make a lot of fan bases quite frantic. And obviously the Bills mafia have been following this storyline for months since it was uh, reported that DeAndre Hopkins could be had in a trade. He now hits the free agent market, and there's so much stuff to get into. Uh, before we do that, though, Ryan, how are you? And we got a date. Let everybody know about it. Yeah, next show at Wingnuts, Friday, June 23rd, Bills Mafia. Make sure you join us down in, at uh, Military Road, 700 Military Road, for the Buffalo's best wings, best beers, and best time at the Shout Buffalo Football Podcast. The best news is you don't have to go very far to get the details in the description on YouTube, into the description on all of the audio platforms. There is a link to the event page over on Facebook, RSVP there. Just say that you're interested. You don't even have to commit, right? We could just go on a couple dates. It doesn't have to be so serious. What, what it'll do is it'll give you a little ping uh, as we get closer to the date and just remind you that the event is coming up. If you uh, want to come out and hang with us on Friday night, June 23rd at Wingnuts, 700 Military Road inside Froth Brewing Company. All right. DeAndre Hopkins hits the free agent um, market. And Ryan, the Arizona Cardinals just said, you know, screw it. Like, let's just move on. We're not going to be good this year. The offense is probably going to be anemic without a, a, a reliable quarterback to start the year. Kyler Murray still uh, rehabbing from his injury from a year ago. And, you know, they, they made this move. Uh, they didn't even put a post June 1st designation on it. They're going to eat the 22 million in dead cap opens up. I think 8 million this year, potentially uh, I think 20 ish million next year, whatever the, the numbers were. That's not really what Bills fans care about. The Bills fans care about how does Brandon Bean go about procuring the services of DeAndre Hopkins? I feel like this is going to be a complicated 
pursuit. Von Miller is on social media as expected, uh, starting the recruiting train. Deion Dawkins, Shaq Lawson, who played with DeAndre Hopkins at Clemson, has joined the fray. What do you feel like is the path to the Bills securing a deal for Hopkins? Because I think this is a bit complicated. It is a bit complicated, but first and foremost, there are still some contracts that they could restructure that they haven't done yet. And I know Brandon Bean has gone on the record saying there were still a few moves up their sleeve that they could always pull off, but you don't want to always restructure everyone because then it uh, makes life more difficult on a year by year basis. But Deion Dawkins's deal is someone that is already recruiting uh, DeAndre Hopkins on social media. That's a contract that you could restructure someone that you feel confident is going to play out the duration of that deal so you, you'll be okay with that that's step one step two is i would think you would probably want to make it a multi-year deal and i know he's older but by doing that you can kind of tinker with the cap pits for uh how much you're looking to pay him in 2023 2024 you kind of you get the gist of that there so those are the first two things that i would be looking at now hopkins who knows maybe he's sitting there saying i i want at least Odell Beckham Jr. type money and and sure. I only want yeah and I only want a one year deal uh it could be like like that we don't know that's the stuff that uh, goes on behind closed doors how many times have we heard players say I want to go somewhere win a championship and then they go and they sign uh to the highest dollar amount it happens all the time in the NFL I remember when the Bills were in on that JJ Watt pursuit and he landed in Arizona and money ultimately played the biggest role so this happens all the time. Hopkins could prove that, you know, winning a ring uh, is important to him. He could prove that all that stuff that he said and not and not said, I know he did that one podcast with Brian McFadden where all he did was reactions and he smiled about the bills and things like that. But he can show that, you know, hey, Josh Allen's the quarterback I want to play with. He said that recently on the I am uh, I am athlete podcast, calling him a new age Andrew Luck. Uh, he obviously has a good friend in Von Miller and a former teammate here in Shaq Lawson. So there, there's a lot to like here if you're uh, Hopkins, if you're really serious about going after a Super Bowl this year. But it could come down to being the highest bidder as well. And there's a lot of teams that would love to add a Hopkins as, quote unquote, that missing piece. So free agent reporter extraordinaire, uh, formerly of NFL.com, Mike Giardi. Uh, had a report uh, close or shortly after the Arizona Cardinals released the news. And he said that Buffalo's had interest, that the Patriots have had interest. Uh, best he said he can tell is that no one believes he is what he once was. And that will be part of the challenge in acquiring the player. A couple of teams, Giardi says that he spoke with before the draft, believe that money will be the driver in this more so than chasing a ring. And this is a really important point to dive into because even with everything that you laid out there, you know, moving some money around, the Bills would have to do that, I think, to mm-hmm. come to a deal anyway. I mean, they're they're really up against it. The Puna Ford deal, I mean, there, there is not a lot of cap space. I don't know the official number, but it's definitely less than probably $7 million, I think, at this point. They'd have to do some work. Um, I think Track has it at, like, almost $2 million right now, but I, I don't know if that's how accurate that is or, or where things are at. The thing for me with the pursuit is like, okay, how much do you have to commit to Hopkins past this season? Right? Mm -hmm. Like if this is going to be something that hinders your cap in 2025 with the unknown of how this even all fits together, like that's a piece of this too, Ryan. Like when there's a, when there's a player that the caliber of Hopkins, you almost like 
get him under contract and, and figure out the rest later, right? Like there's a talent level here that you'd be adding in. A lot of the advanced metrics, I, I saw Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders put out a tweet after the news saying that he did a, uh, a, a some type of DVOA deep dive. And uh, I think it was about um, yards or, or wins. I, I'll have to look up the exact tweet wins um, per route and how you add to your team's uh, win percentage based on your ability as a receiver, as a route runner or winning on your routes, whatever it was. He was number two last season, Hopkins, to only Tyreek Hill. So there's hmm. obviously still some stuff left in the tank. I just wonder if, or if you're the Bills, how much do you have to believe in the fit to go out and, and perhaps alter your plans over the next couple of seasons cap-wise? You have to believe in the fit. You have to kind of go against what Brandon Bean has said as well about, uh, I don't want to go all in. I believe that we can contend for the next few years. And uh, a DeAndre Hopkins signing would essentially be a, going all in for this year or however many years they signed him for. And, you, you know, th there's pros and cons to that. Like you said, you don't want to mess with your – uh, cap hits for the next three, four years when you know how important it is with Josh Allen with some of these guys that you have only under contract for another year or two that you want to resign. But the counterpoint to that is, hey, you know, we have Stefan Diggs right now and he's 30 and, you know, he's he's at that age, too, where you worry about when that dip's going to come. But right now, as of last year, certain teams could take him out of the game plan the way that they played him, the way that they covered him. The Bills just didn't have that viable number two option. Now, Gabe Davis was dealing with an ankle injury. I know they went out, they addressed uh, it a little bit by adding Dalton Kincaid this year. But if you add DeAndre Hopkins, even an older DeAndre Hopkins in that second stage of his career, teams aren't going to be able to play Stefan Diggs the way that they did last year. And if they did, then Hopkins is going to be running open a lot. And if they tried to play Hopkins like that, Diggs is going to be open a lot. So, you know, both guys would probably have to kind of come to a realization that, okay, our final stat lines may not look like what we want at the end of the year. Uh, but if the ultimate goal is winning a Super Bowl, which in my mind for both of those players, it would be, they would be able to come to that uh, common ground. There's going to be games where you eat. There's going to be games where I eat and both guys are going to have really productive seasons. I think like they can get really creative with usage as well and maybe take a little bit like, listen, Diggs and, and, and Hopkins aren't like spring chickens. I mean, maybe like keeping them healthy long-term is, is the play. Uh, I like a lot of what you just said there. I want to move to the money part of it. A lot of people are asking, like, could you get um, one person asked over here, Alex Barber, could you get him on a one year, $14 million deal? If I'm Deandre Hopkins, I don't know if I'm, I'm really game for a one year deal at this point. If there is going to be drop off, I'd probably want to secure some type of extra like in that JJ Watt range where it's like a two or three year deal. You get a little bit of uh, you know, uh comfort with the deal, a little bit of wiggle room. So uh Mike Janetti from Spot Track uh put out a comp at age 30, Julio Jones got a five year 87 $7 million dollar contract with the Falcons that included 64 million guaranteed. Um now, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins a year older than Jones was at that time, but I think Hopkins is coming off of a similar amount of production last season. Um, that if you, if you take that deal that Julio Jones got uh, when he signed it a few years ago and kind of uh, push it forward a little bit, that would be put Hopkins in line for about twenty million uh, per year. Now, 
that's a lot of money, right? For yeah. a 31 year old <laughs> wide receiver. I don't know if that necessarily ends up being what uh, he comes in at Greg Allman from uh, he, from Fox, he covers the NFL for them. He said the Cardinals couldn't find any takers with two years and 38 million left on his deal. So might not really reach that high. And I think, Probably that sweet spot, Ryan, is that ten to thirteen million dollar range. I think, mm. but I think you're gonna have to figure out a way to do a multi year deal. Yeah, multi year deal makes the most sense for the player, for the team, for both parties. Uh, a lot, again, a lot of the stuff that you said makes perfect sense for for the Bills. Makes a lot of sense for Hopkins at that age, where you want that financial security. Um, I, I think that the the trade market just never panned out for. <laughs> Hopkins, like you said, there's a lot of reasons. One, Arizona didn't want to eat any of the contract, and that's what teams are looking for. Uh, but now that they are releasing him, it, it's a completely different ball game. And Buffalo, who, you know, Brandon Bean has said, I'm not, I don't want to give up high draft capital and things like that for a short-term solution. Well, now you don't have to give up the draft capital, and and you just have to figure out the financials. And if there's one thing that Bean's been really good about in his tenure as Bill's GM. It's working out those contracts where maybe sometimes you first see the numbers and there's a little bit of sticker shock. Uh, but then when there's the full breakdown, the cap hits are never as high as you uh, anticipate. There's always those outs in the deal. So, uh, again, it comes down to is Hopkins serious about winning? And the Bills aren't going to be the only winning team pursuing him. I would bet money that the Chiefs are going to be in on him, and that'll be a very you know intriguing offer if you're Hopkins and he mentioned Lamar Jackson uh, as a quarterback he would like to play with. And there was a there was that whole time where there's a report that Lamar Jackson pretty much said, uh, I want Od- Odell Beckham Jr. and Hopkins in Baltimore. And, you know, they worked out one deal. Maybe they could work out both now. So th- there's going to be a lot of contenders in on him. But everything that I've heard so far, Matt, from Hopkins about Josh Allen being his favorite quarterback and Von Miller months ago saying, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins said he wants to be a Buffalo Bill. There's a lot of reasons to believe that if the Bills can just reach a middle ground with him, that this could be his next team here in 2023. Yeah, and I think what probably ends up happening, depending on what uh, the appetite is out there for his services, um, I, I think like a one-year deal, the more I sit here and think about it, like it's there's potential there. Like if he wants to kind of link on somewhere, have a really good season with a really good offense, he's obviously – Um, maintain that that's kind of his priority is to uh, link up somewhere that has a good quarterback that, you know, he can um, come in and and compete. I I don't think he's at the stage of his career that he wants to go anywhere for big money and then just be in the same situation he was in, in Arizona. So I think that that would push the, the everything forward a little bit. And then, sorry, I got a text message off to the side. I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, you don't text me during my shows because I get the <laughs> I get the pop-ups on the side here. And then I'm like, if, if I'm talking like that, I'm in, a, in the middle of, of a point or if I'm saying something, I completely lose my train of thought. The Beckham Jr. contract, though, uh, is something to think about. Everybody freaked out when it was 18 million and like, how did he get that money? And that's crazy. But I the if correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, the, the Ravens aren't on the hook for all of that this year. They structured it in a way to kind of push that out over, I think it's two years. Um, I don't have the exact details in front of me. As a matter of fact, I'm going to look up the um, contract over on our good buddy, Track, Mike Gennetti's website. So he signed a one-year $18 million deal that came with a base of $15 million uh, salary. The cap hit for this season is $3.93 million. 
Okay, so that's doable. The Bills can that would only take one restructure. I don't know if you want to get in the game of restructuring both Deion Dawkins and Trey White, depending on what you think the long-term prospects are there. Um, but next year, eleven million dollar um cap hit they'll eat next year when Beckham Jr. is not even on the on the roster. Two million, two point seven million, two point seven million, and two point seven million in the three mm-hmm. years. So they're gonna they're gonna have um you know dead cap cap hits for the next couple of years. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and that's a dangerous game to play. And I think a lot of it when it came to Baltimore was if we sign him, it's going to appease Lamar Jackson, get him under contract long term. And, and it worked out for them. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a, a route that Brandon Bean's going to go. But I, I just keep going back to what the player Hopkins said it. in this I Am Athlete podcast. There's a lot more than just Josh Allen is the quarter, my favorite quarterback. He talked about what he was looking for. And I'll read the quote. What I want is stable management upstairs, Hopkins said. I think that's something I haven't really had the past couple of years of my career coming from Houston and then to Arizona. I've been through three or four GMs in my career, so a stable management. A QB who loves the game, a, a QB who brings everybody on board with him and pushes not just himself, but everybody around him. And a great defense. Great defense wins championships. The Bills defense is ranked statistically high every year under Brandon, uh, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott. Bean's been here since May of 2017, and obviously Josh Allen is that franchise QB. So they check all the boxes, and it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, if the money works out for both parties, if you restructure Deion Dawkins and you can get him at that $10, 12000000 million maybe, then I, I would – I don't want to say I would expect it because the NFL is funny and then another team could come in that we're not expecting, but – I just think it makes so much sense for both sides, both parties in a big year for the bills where a lot of uh, national media members, a lot of websites are almost kind of writing them off at this point and talking about maybe that window's closed for them. You get Hopkins. Well, that window opens up a little bit more. I know he's an older player, but all of a sudden you have an elite one, two punch despite their ages. Um, The, the, the two teams that a lot of people I think immediately go to nationally and, you know, across the NFL, different fan bases, the bills and the chiefs, right? Like those are the um, teams that you, you think could use a Deandre Hopkins um, to kind of get things going in their offense. I don't think that the Eagles uh, could quite fit it in. Um, even from a, you know, miles, to feed perspective, they got a lot of, a lot of players over there. Um, Odds from Bet Online are out, uh, courtesy of our good buddy Nick Veronica tweeted this out. Um, the Dallas Cowboys have the best odds to land Hopkins at two to one, Kansas City Chiefs at four to one, the Patriots at five to one, and the Bills at six and one. The, the Eagles come in at seven to one, and the Ravens come in at eight to one, which I thought was interesting because I got an email from uh, bookies.com odds maker back on April. 27th and then the Baltimore Ravens had the best odds at plus 120 to be the next team for um for DeAndre Hopkins which 
you know, things change pretty quickly. They're different websites, but I thought that that was interesting. And those are kind of the teams that are in the mix for me. I don't know if Hopkins makes a ton of sense for what the chiefs want to be at this point. They have their, you know, alpha in Travis Kelsey, and they built all these little like pieces around him. Um, And he, the one thing that Tyreek Hill that I thought was such a nice compliment to Kelsey is that he brought that insane speed element that I don't think Hopkins brings even in his prime, like that explosive four, three, four, two speed. You're not getting that with that player. So, and I also maintain, and we talked about this on recent episodes that Hopkins in some ways is a bit of a duplicate of Diggs. Now that's not necessarily a problem because, you know, Diggs is 30 years old and he's been very healthy the last couple of years, but you never know what's going to happen in the future. I think insulating yourself a little bit, safeguarding against injury is part of the reason you go out and get a DeAndre Hopkins, but also when they're all on the field together, like, could you imagine a five wide receiver front of Hmm. Gabe Davis, Diggs, Hopkins, and then Kincaid and Knox, put them all like out in the formation, like get crazy with it. I mean, if Ken Dorsey can get creative, I think you could do a lot of things with DeAndre Hopkins if you're able to, uh, get him. And, and the one thing I'll say too about you know if, if you still have questions about this Bills offense and uh, in Ken Dorsey is the offensive coordinator, if you bring in DeAndre Hopkins and he can't make that work, well then you know m- maybe then you can realize we need to bring in a proven play caller, someone with a little bit more experience in 2024, 2025, uh, and, and beyond. This is kind of like a hey, you know we we like what you did statistically in a lot of areas last year. We're giving you another weapon now. Make it work. Go out there. Improve upon, you know, some areas that you kind of struggled with last year, but it would help with the red zone offense. It would help uh, when those when the teams are trying to stop Stefan Diggs. It gives them all those weapons that you just mentioned. And then there's still guys like Deontay Hardy, who they brought in on a, re, you know, a, a deal that was maybe a little higher than some people thought when it was first reported. But uh, they like him. They like that speed, the yards after catch. Uh, Trent Sherfield, the guy that we talked about recently too. And th- they have a lot of other guys at receiver that you can bring in. You can do four receiver, five receiver sets. You can go with those tight ends. It just gives them so many options and so many potential headaches for opposing defensive coordinators that that's another reason I like it. It, it just kind of tells Ken Dorsey, hey, here you go. You know, take this, run with it, uh, make it work. But we, we have high expectations if we are able to bring you Hopkins and add it to what we already have. On June 23rd, it is a Friday night. We are back live at Wing Nuts. Come out, uh, eat wings, drink beers, talk bills with Ryan and myself. We got a special guest coming out. Our first guest, I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try to line up multiple guests for this show. I'm going to try to blow it out. We got Nate Geary from WGR 550. Uh, he's been uh, meaning to get out to Wing Nuts. And uh, so he sent me a, a DM the other day. He will be out. We're excited to have him there uh, and stay tuned for some more uh, announcements as we move up to that date. Hit that like button, subscribe as well. We're going to go a few more minutes, Ryan, because I wanted to talk a little bit about Stefan Diggs. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've seen some of the commentary nationally, especially over the last couple of ga- days. I think it was um, Mike Florio, uh, who everybody thought was the Mike Florio we were going to have on the show last week, but we had the <laughs> We had the GOAT, Mike, Mike F. Florio on the show. Um, and then I think it was Chris Sims. They were doing a, a bit of a podcast talking about what it means for Stefan Diggs to be at uh, OTAs. And I thought it was just kind of comical personally to see Mike Florio going on and on about 
the importance of OTAs and you know how you have to be there and there's a lot going on and he thinks that they should make them mandatory and this and that. It's like, dude, it, it reminded me of that old man on the porch gif, right? Like screaming oh, yeah. at the kids to get off of his lawn. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to bang too hard on, on Florio. We've done that plenty of times over the course of uh, <laughs> our show. I don't know. I don't have a huge issue with it. I think if my issue with everything, right. And I get digs being digs. It, it makes total sense. Like he's very just in the moment. He's emotional. He's competitive. All the things that his teammates and coaches love about him. There's, you know, some probably frustrating elements to that. He's let a lot of this like simmer over the course of the last three months because he hasn't really directly answered it. He's had multiple opportunities in interviews. Like I go back to Super Bowl week where he was directly asked by, I believe like Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen about that exchange between him and Josh Allen. And he didn't really talk about Josh at all. He just kind of like, listen, I'm never going to complain for being not okay with losing. And I get that. Everybody gets that about you. It's almost at this point, you don't even have to say that anymore. I think the question is, do you have a problem with Josh Allen and his unwillingness to maybe talk about that has allowed people to really start to run with the idea that maybe he does have a problem with it. I thought Von Miller's comments last or earlier this week were well said. And I agree with them. Like there's no problem there. He's going to show up mandatory mini camp training camp. They're going to hit the ground. They're going to roll the ball out. And it's going to be all sorts of go like it always is. But I definitely don't think that's my, my, my biggest takeaway from all this is that Diggs hasn't done his part to maybe quell any of this, but at the same time, is that really his responsibility? I guess it depends on how you look at the whole thing. No, it's probably not his responsibility. He hasn't quelled it though. Like you mentioned, there probably won't be another sports illustrated for kids episode with uh, Alan giving Diggs a piggyback ride, but I still think that they can, they're going to come together and have a very productive season. Um, I know early on, yes, everything that would they would share, retweet one another. They would, you know, and you're not seeing that as much. That's not that big of a deal. Stefan Diggs is his own person. Josh Allen hasn't been on social media as much this past offseason. Uh, I think, like Von Miller said, once the ball gets rolling, once the games matter, once things matter, it'll be fine. It'll be great. The offense will be great with that connection. They've always had that chemistry. Uh, as for the OTA talk, it's ridiculous from Florio. Uh, Stefan Diggs was here for, I think it was week two last year, or week one of the weeks or week, week one, and he missed the next two, two weeks after that or whatever the case may be. OTAs aren't that important for these veteran players. And, you know, I, I go back to the first year that the Bills traded for Stefan Diggs. That was the COVID year, Matt. And if there was ever a year where there were, were players that weren't getting together, weren't practicing with one another, you know, traveling to different places, having these OTAs. Uh, it was that year. And what did Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs do that season? They had immediate chemistry, immediate connection. He comes in 127 catches over 1500 yards that season. Uh, he's been nothing but exceptional in his three years here in Buffalo. That, that chemistry is not going to change um, no matter what's gone on there. And you know that, uh, and you just know that. And, and in terms of the OTAs, this is a great opportunity for the, the Trent Shearfields and the, uh, Deontay Hardy's and the Dalton Kincaid's and the guys that haven't had those live reps with Allen yet, or as many, it's going to help them in terms of accelerating that chemistry. It's going to help a guy like Khalil Shakir in year two, who, you know, uh, Josh Allen has had a lot of praise for. And I think it's going to help a lot of those guys where 
Diggs doesn't need that. He doesn't need those reps with Allen. You know that they're going to be A-OK when the games matter. You're going to be A-OK if you join us on June 23rd out at Wingnuts inside Froth Brewing Company, 700 Military Road. Do not miss it. Uh, we can't wait to bring you the live edition. Uh, spend some time. We were there last time. I think we closed down the place. Um, yeah. uh, our good friend of the show, Scott Maranto, tries to get out to a, a bunch of them. Uh, he was out. We uh, we had some drinks. We shared some conversation. It was great. We met all these different uh, Bills fans that came out. So please, if you can, it's summertime. Get it locked into your, your calendar. We want to blow this next live event out. We want to uh, have a bunch of people. It's going to be a fun time, right? Kick off the summer right with the Shout Podcast, June 23rd, Friday night, Wingnut, 700 Military Road. He's Ryan. I am Matt. Uh, that is your emergency pod, DeAndre Hopkins edition. We will keep you, uh, we'll, we'll keep on this over the weekend, see how things uh, develop, and we'll be back on Tuesday for our next OTA's uh, observation shows. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. Get outside. Enjoy it.